Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, presented by Krauss Health, the exclusive healthcare partner of Syracuse Athletics. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. And with me today is Syracuse assistant coach Alan Griffin. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. How's everything with you? I'm doing good. Um, first of all, I'm just marveling. Right, We were setting up here beforehand. And uh, right, if you were, you kind of had everything ready, and then all of a sudden you bring out this professional light, a ring light, and man, your lighting yeah. is like Hollywood level it's, lighting. It's impeccable. Yeah, it's impeccable. It's just it's shining bright on, you know, on a diamond, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm really I was looking forward to this um, this opportunity to talk to you because really the, so much has happened. Uh, Within the program, uh, this has been uh, an unusual offseason, something the program hasn't had happened uh, in nearly 50 years with the coaching change and everything. Jim Beheim stepping down after the ACC tournament. Red Autry is now your, uh, your new head coach. I was wondering, what's it kind of been like within the program for you uh, working for a new head coach? What's the same and what's different? Wow, that's it, it, it's funny you say that because um, it's two different styles, um, you know, and, and one, um, you know, you always got to show respect to coach uh, just for, you know, for me, one, giving me the opportunity to get into college basketball because I first started with coach uh, as like a GA, uh, you know, graduate assistant type deal and uh, to getting all the way up to working with him and bringing me eventually bringing me back to his staff uh, six years ago. Um, you know, the one thing I do have is a lot of respect for him, uh, but that's, you know, uh, that's besides the, the, the basketball stuff. He was a, always a stand-up man to me from the first day I met him uh, when I was in high school to this very moment. And um, I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. Um, so <clears throat> working for him was, was, something that I, I would cherish for the rest of my life, especially uh, when it comes to the, the game of basketball, because not just in college, he's an icon all across basketball, period, mm -hmm. um, just with his experiences with USA basketball, but just what he's done over his 47, 48 years in in the sport and helping evolve in the sport to where it is today. Um, I, I just was blessed to be in a part of that. Um, so when it, so you know, just to answer your question, 
um, it, it's a little different because, you know, things were regimented. Like everything was on, it, it did, the program ran itself. Uh, uh, and, and that was a testament to him. And mm-hmm. um, so in this off season, you know, working under Adrian, who's one of my good friends uh, in the business, even when I was at other places, I would talk to Red twice, three times a week, maybe seven. Uh, we had that type of relationship and we talked about everything. And, um, you know, I couldn't be happier for a guy uh, because he really worked his tail off. He did a great job for coach and, and for, you know, John Wildhack, who, you know, put him in position and to, to get in the opportunity that he's gotten. Um, it, it, it's, they, they picked the right guy. Um, it, now he knows it's going to be a hard task. And, and that's why this all season, um, we, we we grind. Um, this was probably one of the hardest off seasons for me as a coach, uh, because <clears throat> yeah, it's just because it it was you know when when you you we started from the bottom, uh, we started from ground up, uh, and that's not to say anything different from coach, but you know Adrian has his own philosophies and 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 we had to get used to him being our boss now. You know what I mean and. Um, yeah. So it it was some things where he wasn't happy with me walking into a meeting and and so forth. So and you know you got to respect that and, and and so we all had to kind of reinvent each other to each other. Like you know what I mean. So I had to reinvent him. Just not a good friend or one of one of the assistants. Now I had to one of your assistants that I'm working for you. So and and he he was the boss. Like so. Oh, it's uh, it was tough, uh, but a good tough. Like not like I was stressing all summer. No, I had my moments where we had great moments over the summer. So yeah, it was good. It's it's, it's it was different. Uh, it was a grind, but it it was it was good. Yeah, I kind of you know taking in what you're saying there, and it's like I'm thinking about it from Adrian's point of view. He's going from being an assistant coach, and so his relationships with his fellow assistants, you, Jerry, uh, are is now different now that he's the boss. Also, his relationships with players. Because yeah. I know in general it's kind of a cliche, but, you know, you recruit the players, you get that relationship with them, but you don't determine playing time. You don't determine who starts. And when a player's upset about anything, he comes and sits in your office. Right. And he cries on your shoulder or he sits on the couch or the chair and you, you talk to him. Adrian's going to go from being the shoulder you cry on to the guy who's now in that other office. Right. Uh, you know, the guy that when the player ends up in that office, you know, like, eh. right. He was, he was my shoulder to cry on when I disagree with something that coach Bayham did to one of the guys. So yeah. <laughs> so now I can't cry on his shoulder anymore. So I got to figure out Jerry or Brendan who, who's the better uh, consultant, you know, uh, to, to talk me off the edge when I'm mad at red, you know, <laughs> Well, Brendan Strawn is the new guy on staff. You got to actually be the shoulder that he cries because he's he's you're the old hand now. Yeah, definitely. Um, B's a <laughs> B's a good guy. Uh, he's great at what he's doing, and uh, he's made an immediate impact, especially recruiting, but also on, on the basketball court. Uh, you know, his knowledge that he's brought in from different places uh, that he's coached has been very, very, very good for us uh, because it gives us something a fresh, something fresh, something that we've not, we've been accustomed to for the six years I've been here, you know, so he's coming from somewhere else where it's just fresh and, and we, and we, we look up to him for him to, to being that guy for us, you know, especially throughout the year. From the outside looking in this past off season, um, it seemed like you guys as a staff were very aggressive in getting out. 
that you were out on the road. And I was wondering if part of that isn't that you needed to get Adrian's face out there too as the head coach, that even people that knew him needed to see him in the new role. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, the the greatest thing about Adrian was this, and I think this is part of the reason why, I think one of the big reasons why John felt comfortable uh, in the board and and, and the chancellor at giving him the job is, is that when he was on the road, he demanded a certain respect, you know, in recruiting. Uh, and, and he had that respect already. So it, it was one of those things where we hit the road. We hit the road because as a staff more so than anything is because that's the best part of who we are as a staff, our togetherness. Like, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's all about relationships and recruiting. And we all got our different relationships. But when they see us together the way we were this summer, they said the people looked at us like, yo, these guys are locked in together, you know. Um, you know, and, and that's the power of coach, too, because you didn't need to do it that way. All you needed to do is take him, go to a game, and it was over, you know. Um, and, 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 and that's the same thing with Adrian. But, you know, the one thing Adrian is is that he's, he's, he's been pumping us as a staff. He wants us to be a together unit, and whatever we do, it's about what we do together. So, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the players on, on the team. Uh, just in general – what are your impressions of this group? You've seen them for most of the summer and class has been in session now for two or three weeks. So you've had them back on campus again. Um, what kind of a team do you think it's going to be? Talented. I, I think we probably, we got about, we have about nine guys that can start for us, um, you know, which is a good thing. Not just play, start. Not just Get play, start. start and play significant minutes. Uh, so that gives Adrian a lot of, and, and our staff a lot of options. Uh, we're long, we're athletic, and, you know, uh, we were just talking about this yesterday, but we have the perfect zone team, too. We got the long, athletic. I mean, it's just one of those things, the ideal zone team, excuse me. And um, But, you know, um, you know, we, we've been getting after it this summer and, and, and playing man-to-man and and, and doing a lot of stuff man-to-man-wise and implementing, you know, a defensive system, man-to-man system, excuse me. Uh, so we're, we're going to we're gonna play man. Um, how much of that? It all, I think it all depends on the game. I think having a zone could be a really a secret weapon for us. It's been uh, – it's won a lot of games over the years, so you can't just abandon it, you know, because it can help you at some point throughout the season. And, um, you know, but, I mean, I, I know Adrian really wants to uh, – the one thing is, is play man, uh, put a system in, but also to get up and down, play fast. And we have a great team for that. We got athletes. We got athleticism. I mean, we got athleticism, excuse me. Mm-hmm. We got length. Uh, and we got skill. And that's that's a recipe for a very good team. You know, it's it's so funny to hear you say we that you actually have, you know, the, the components of a good zone team. Yeah. And you do. I mean. 6'6", Chance Westry, and 6'6", Quadir Copeland could play guard. Mm-hmm. Your forwards, we know, like, you know, to start with Chris Bell and Benny Williams, last year's starters, they're long and and, and athletic. And then you've, you've got a host of seven-footers uh, from yeah. Munir Hima to Will Patterson to Naheem McLeod, six, seven-foot-four, the last guy there. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. So 
we're going to see zone, aren't we? I mean, I know Adrian wants to play some man, but that zone's not going to go completely away. No, it's not. I don't think so. I don't want to speak for Adrian, but I, I think now is it, is, are we going to be an exclusive zone team? No. Okay. Uh, just from the way we've been working this summer, I don't see us being an exclusive unless something drastic happens. Uh, but um, it's one of those things is it's a good weapon to have in our pocket for Adrian to have in his pocket too, because it, it's just, you know, certain, certain times, certain matchups, you, you might need to throw something off a little bit. Um, and, and, uh, and I think the zone can be really helpful and, and really helpful for this team here. Yeah. I know uh, in the past years you've worked with the center group. So this guy's not in your group, but you know, J Judah Mintz led the ACC in steals last year while playing within the zone. And I know that's not usual. Syracuse guys have, have often had a lot of steals. Usually you get to play the passing lanes in the zone and that's how you get your steals. But I keep thinking about what a dynamic lockdown defender Judah could be in a man-to-man -man situation. Am I wrong? Oh, no, no, you're not wrong. Um, the, the the greatest thing that I was just telling somebody this this morning, Mike, it's funny that you bring this up too, is that I was telling Jason Hart, I called Jason Hart. He's in, he's actually in Singapore right now with his team. Oh my God. And, uh, and we just, we run stuff by each other all the time. We probably call each other three or four times a week. Uh, and just run stuff, you know, by, and then Jason, you know, he's all, he's, he bleeds orange and he's like, Hey, how's my team doing up there, Griff? And I was telling him and he asked me, I said, you know what, Jay, we got one of those battles that we used to have a long time. Like, you know, when you got, we got, we put Judah on one team and we put um, JJ on the other team. And it's, it's a constant battle. It's like, you know, as you, it's just, you got two high level guards going at each other every day and and um, you know, Judah has been very impressive in terms of you know being able to stay in front of the ball, uh, and 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 guard whoever. There's times where Judah's guarding Justin Taylor. You know, there's sometimes where Judah's guarding you know in a switch with Malik Brown. You know, like you know, so you know, it's just he he has he has the ability to be probably one of the best on ball defenders in the country, if not the best. That's funny that you're talking to Jason Hart because he was I, a great defender too. He was. And that, that guy, that guy could get low in his stance. Oh, oh man. And and yeah. I remember the practices when you and Jason would go head to head. Oh yeah, that we talked about that. We was so much shit talking. Mike, excuse my French, but like it was and and you know what, Jason man, and, and the thing about it, what I told him at the end of our conversation, I said, you know what, Jay, you made me a better player, I made you a better player. And I said, that's what's going to happen here. JJ's going to walk out of this better player, and Judah's going to walk out of this a better player, and uh, and 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 that's and those guys are teammates, and we were teammates. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a great thing to have, and uh, it's it's great. The competition across the board on this team for for, for practices has is, is, has been pretty 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 amazing. Let's move to your group. In the, like I said, in recent years, the, the assistant coaches all took a position group. You've been with the centers for a while. Is first of all, is Adrian going to kind of continue that method in practice to have a different assistant coach with each group primarily? Yes, I mean it's it's still that way. Uh, we've we've been doing some individuals uh, throughout the week, uh, and uh, we've broken up to individual you know coaches, which we've you know I have the centers. Brendan has the forwards taking over Adrian's spot, and uh, Jerry uh, has the guards. 
Um, yeah, I got a unique group, Mike. I, I got a huge group. Uh, I was about to say your group coming off, a, coming through an airport, your guys are going to look amazing. Yeah, yeah. huge. Um, uh, you know, but again, you know, it's it's going to be hard to 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 making up what Jesse did for the last couple of years. Uh, Jess was a unique talent because uh, he had some abilities coming in the door that you didn't have to teach. Mm. Um, uh, but the one thing I, I, I think the most important thing was confidence. I, I didn't care how hard coach got on him. I didn't care what coach said to him, what I said to him at a particular moment. Um, he always believed in his himself and his ability. And he believed that he can do whatever he wants to like, you know, so it was one of those things. And I thought that that was a talent within itself. You know, that's something that you don't have to build. Like when you got a guy that you don't have to build confidence every day in, you, you know, you can work on something else that he really need, you know? And um, uh, that was, that was his main thing. I think he had a strong sense of belief in his game. Uh, and then uh, I think too, his, his athleticism at his size, uh, and it's and it's, and it's great, great hands, great hand and eye coordination, great hand and eye coordination. That you know, like some some of the passes that he used to catch, and he can bring it from low to high and be able to dunk. I mean, it, that was hard um, to do, uh, and uh, uh, so he had that coming in the door. And, and what we worked on was just you know stuff around the basket finishes, and uh, which he's gotten better when he's gotten stronger. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play and 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 kind of move on. But getting back to my group, Mike, um, yeah. it's unique in the fact that you got four guys this size. Usually, you don't have that, um, but they all different. Each of them is different. You know, Peter is an explosive, fast twitch, bouncy. You know, six eleven kid that can really. Uh, it's gotten a lot better especially he's gained a lot of weight to himself and um, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy. How um, is his health? What, how, where is he right now? Good. Good. You know what? The, the, you know, the six weeks that we had him over the summer, um, he was so consistent, you know, you know, he was banged up cause he was taking a lot of the reps, but he kept, you know, coming every day, you know, so he was, he was very consistent with that. And that kind of gave you a sense of like, I think he's taking the next step in terms of, starting to get ready to be able to contribute uh, on the basketball court. Uh, Munir, you know, Munir is Munir. Um, you know, health is always going to be his deal, especially with his knees. Um, but uh, he's working endlessly in terms of his strength and conditioning to building up, you know, the tolerance and, and building up the muscles around the knee. Uh, and um, just working with Mike, our, our trainer, every day has been good for him. So he's been in more practices than not. Uh, but you know he'll have his setbacks at every now and then. But you know he'll we'll limit some of his reps. But he's been solid, solid, and 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 again, even going through the pain that he's going through, he's been there every day, which is a good thing, you know. Um, <clears throat> Will obviously academically, he had some stuff that he had to finish up over the summer, so he didn't get the six weeks right. that everybody else got in the summer, but. Um, he got here. He's cleared, all cleared to play, um, and uh, he's a talented kid. And and I and I say this respectfully. Um, 
he is just as good or maybe a little bit better than Jesse was at this very moment in terms of – Whoa. Yeah, seriously. Now, obviously, they both deal with strength and conditioning aspect of it at this very moment. But, you know, even with that, you know, you sit there and you look at Jess and you're like, man, he's talented. But, you know, you look at Will and you say, man, he's talented. But he's going up against Naheem, who's a third-year guy, Peter, who's a second-year guy, you know, and Munir, and he's being effective around those guys and three solid guys. So now you're looking at him like, you know, and, and Jess, he went up against no disrespect, but Barama, who was always hurt, hurt. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it was Jesse and Frank. Frank Anselm. Yeah, yeah, Frank class. was. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah. So it's uh, so that's why you you kind of give Will the the nod now. You know, um, it 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 depends on how he what he does in between where he significantly start to play from here to when that time is because uh, Jess in between there worked his tail off with our, with, with uh, Ryan Cabillas, our strength and conditioning coach. They were like right. best friends. They went to breakfast all the time. And that was one of the messages I gave to him. I said, listen, it's not about me and what we're doing on the court. It's what you're doing with that guy in the weight room. It's going to make you ready to play on the court. And Ryan d- did a phenomenal job with him. Right. So, so one center we haven't mentioned yet, or we haven't talked about. I say, I saved the tallest for last, Mike. <laughs> All right, um, seven foot four, Naheem McLeod. He is the he's going to be the tallest player in the history of the Syracuse basketball program. Seven about, foot four. Think about that. I, I was I coached both of them. I coached Pascal, who was the original until Naheem came. Now Naheem, um, Naheem is a unique talent, and what you didn't get. Uh, Excuse me, at St. Fr- I mean, at St. Francis, at Florida State, uh, that you get now is that he can move at his size. Hmm. Like when I say move, he can move vertically, and he can go north to south. I mean, not vertically, but uh, east to west. Mm-hmm. Um, he is man, Mike. He he can, you know, if he puts his mind to it, he can be a monster defensively for us. Uh, and offensively, because he can beat some of these guys down the court, you know, and get some easy baskets for us. But uh, unique talent. He is huge. You know, like around the rim, if you throw the ball up, there's nothing you can do. And we've seen a couple of those, you know, situations in uh, practice uh, already. So you, are uh, you teaching the guards and wings? Throw yeah, the lob on a drive? Oh, you know, oh yeah, we do, we, we, we do that every day. We do we do a component of that that drive and that lob pass every day. Um, that's going to be a big part of what we do, and that's going to be a big part of how they score down there. I'll go back. We were talking about Jason Hart earlier. I remember half of a ton Thomas's baskets would come off of missed drives. Jason would get in the lane and just put it up off the rim or backboard, and it really didn't matter if he made it or not. Yeah, because the ton was there to clean everything up. Yeah, and that and that's what you know. Uh, these guys got to realize. My group is that we got three guys that can really touch the paint whenever they want to, mm. um, and 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 now it's about the opportunity that you present yourself with because your guys are going to have to help. Your guys are rim protectors, so your the guys that's going you are going to go over and help, and you should be able to clean up 
a lot of stuff if you put your mind to it. So that's going to be a big point of emphasis because I, I don't see three guards that can that's better than the three guards that we got, especially at touching the paint with Judah, JJ, and Chance Westry. I just don't see it. I'll put them up against anybody in the country. Whoa. Okay. Anybody. All right, so when we talk about the center position, there's one other guy I want to ask you about, and technically he's not in your position group. He's a forward. Malik I Brown. Ask this question. I knew he was going to ask this question. I have to ask this question. I, I know. I'm messing with you. Because <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, he played a little bit of the center spot last year as a freshman. He would slide over, and now he's had a year, another year in the weight room, another offseason and everything. How much do we do you think we see Malik Brown at the five? I, I think you see him some, a, a lot. I, I think that's something that we that's an advantage for our team because there's going to be a lot of you know fives that can that can really match up with him in terms of his speed, athleticism, and what he can do on the perimeter in terms of playing through him at some particular moments. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a weapon that I know coach has in the back of his pocket. And I think, you know, the lineup with Malik at the five is one of those lineups that we kind of look forward to. That's I think that's the lineup that can break a game open uh, or close a game, you know, or close games, you know. So it's uh, one of those things, again, you know, coach got a lot of options and, and really good options. So it's, it's just all about him. Uh, you know, it's about all about the guys executing. All right, so of the centers, and let's include Malik in this group for now. Who's the best rebounder of the group? Well, you, uh, Malik, easily. Malik is talent. Malik's ability to rebound the ball and and get his hands on ball, like very talented kid, very talented. Just scratching the surface, Mike. Wow. What about who's the best defender? Best defender out of that group. Ooh, you probably go with Malik. Okay, because that's like on ball, man to man. Yeah, because he'll be able to. He can guard bigger guys, but he can also be able. To, but I, I mean, I, I would say this, and in, in, in all due respect, like I think Naheem has the ability to be in a very good defender because he can what, move. What about rim protection, shot blocking? Rim protection, shot blocking. I think Munir, you know, when healthy, is is a pretty good one around the rim. Okay. But let's not rule out the thing about Peter Carey, which is great about Peter, is that when healthy and when he can get out there and do it, he can possess all those things. He can do them all at a high level because he's so athletic, you know, so athletic. So uh, it's, it's a good problem to have that all those guys can contribute at some point. I think it's real easy to forget about Peter because he only appeared in four games last year. He had the injury that he wound up having to shut him down. He didn't play his senior year of high school either. Again, the the injury to the other knee. Uh, but I do remember last year he competed in the dunk contest. And it's not often you see 6'11 guys competing in dunk contest because they're just not flashy enough. Yeah. No, Peter, Peter got some bounce. And he got and and he can run for days. He uh, you know obviously ran cross country in high school. So I mean, which wasn't you know, fair because every stride of his was like yeah, it was for the little kids. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> Did you run cross country in high school, Griff? What? 
Did you I don't even want to run a trail. No. I couldn't. I would never. Like, that's just not. I got ADD. My attention is just like, I could not run that long for nothing, you know? Uh, yeah. You played a little baseball, though, right? I did. I did. Played, played. Baseball is one, one of my favorite sports. Probably my most favorite sport. Um, uh, I was just good at basketball. I was just better at basketball, you know? Uh, but baseball... Uh, growing up, played it, loved playing it. Um, I actually played softball, co-ed softball, up until up until when like six years ago, up until like four years ago, excuse me. And then I stopped. Um, when you run in the first base and you feel like you're pulling a hammy, that's when you know you got to stop. So especially in softball, so I was just like, you know what, I'm done. As a guy who completely tore his calf muscle playing. <laughs> men's league softball i understand i get it yeah. and that is when you begin to realize yeah you're a little old yeah it's over like i don't i you know mike it's crazy like i don't play pickup basketball mm-hmm. i have no desire to play pickup basketball <laughs> you know i'm not playing two-hand catch with football like i'm not doing none of that stuff like you know i just golf i, oh. I try to play golf and uh just be the best at that I can be, you know, you I really I, got bit by the golf bug. I understand. I have, I have, I love it. You know, and, and the, the part about golf to me is that it's such a competitive sport and it, and it brings guys that really wasn't the athlete I was. It brings you back down to them. And some of those guys are freaking, they, they are competitive as all hell, man. Like, and, 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 and and, you know, your juices, you know, get going and you want to beat them. And they've been playing golf for 20 years. And you just picked for me, I just picked up the sport. So, you know, I'm a competitor at heart. So I want to beat them still. And I'm I'm looking at them like. I can't, I can't lose to this guy and, <laughs> and behold, I'm losing to that guy, you know, you know, so it's it's one of those things that keep my competitive juices going, but but also too. It, it, it keeps me focused on a level, you know, to keep me concentrating on certain things. It's 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 a lot of similarities in, in basketball in terms of the mind games that you got to play uh, with yourself in certain situations. And um, and 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 the thing that it it taught me the most as I'm still playing and as I'm still learning the game is consistency. You know, hmm. uh, if you're not consistent in, in what you're doing in golf, you can't just pick up a golf club and go out there and just play. It's just not happening. So. I love it. I love the sport. So, yeah. Well, this has been another edition of the Inside Syracuse Golf Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I knew we'd get there uh, sooner or later if we had you on long enough, Griff. Uh, We'd get to the golf. I understand you are a big hitter off the tee. I also understand that if you're out in the opposite fairway, you also need to pay attention that (laughs) every once in a while there's a stray. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's just that's just my mo. Like, like I learned how to get out of trouble early in my golf game, real early, because you know I've been in trouble the whole time I've been playing it. So yeah. Well, you need to teach me because I continue to get into trouble on the golf course and I don't get out. So, <laughs> listen, man, this is this was fun. I I knew it would be. I really appreciate you coming and joining us here on the podcast. Uh, So thank you, Alan Griffin, and uh, good luck to you and the rest of the team on the upcoming season. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Join us next time for the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, presented by Krause Health. 
the exclusive healthcare partner for Syracuse Athletics.